Welcome to Shelter Church. We are a Holy Spirit anchored, spirit filled, led and directed. We believe that God has good plans for your life, your family and together for us as a community. Be spirit filled, led and directed. Um, we are done with the series called Eight Money Habits. So today God has blessed us with this new fresh way and I hope it will bless you and remind you who you are in Christ. Our way today, it is titled Divining Elevation. Please write it down, Divining Elevation. I hope you can hear me, Divining Elevation. That is the way that God has for us today. Our subtitle message is called Salvation. I want to repeat myself. The word today that God has for us is divining elevation. And our subtitle is salvation. God today, he wants to remind us the importance of what we have as his children. Many of us, we forget who we are. We forget the authority and the power that God has given us. We forget the, we forget the, the, that we, we are the head and not the tail. We forget that we are above and not beneath. We forget that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We forget that we are, the, we are Christ's ambassadors. So today, God wants to remind us who we are. And I, I pray that may you hear what the Lord is going to say to you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Because let us just bless the word before we start. Father, thank you for this word. Let it bear much more fruits in our life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Can we all say amen? Amen, amen to that. So we're going to begin with our book, Romans chapter 3, verse 20. Romans chapter 3, verse 20. Uh, 3 to, to 24 Romans chapter 3 verse 23 to 24 when we read it it says every everyone has sinned and is far away from God's saving presence but by the free gift but by the free gift hallelujah but by the free gift let me just do this because we are recording sorry for that amen so I'm going to read it again so it says that Everyone has sinned and it is far away from God's saving presence. But by the free gift of God's grace, all are put right with him through Christ Jesus. And who sees who sets them free? I hold together. So everyone has sinned and is far away from God's saving presence. But by the free gift of God's grace, all are put right with him through Christ Jesus, who sets them free. For we are set free by who? By our Lord Jesus Christ, when we receive him as our Lord and Savior. So everyone is a sinner. No one deserves salvation. No one deserves to be born again. Everyone deserves the punishments of the Lord. Everyone deserves the punishments of the Lord. That's what we are reading here. When the Apostle Paul is explaining to us that everyone has sinned and is far away from God's presence power. So we get to understand everyone is a sinner. No one deserves salvation and no one deserves to be born again. Everyone deserves to die. Everyone deserves death. But because of our Lord Jesus Christ, now we have what we call eternal life. It is very important to not forget who we are. That because of Adam and Eve, we lost the position that God had for us. That now everyone is a sinner. But for us to continue to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, we must continue to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we must continue to live in obedience and not in disobedience. Remember the Bible says, A righteous man shall fall seven times, but at the end times he will, he will rise. Everyone will fall short of God's glory. 
let me not say of course short but even will short will fall short on obeying god but it doesn't mean now you are now going to be a house of wickedness it is when you choose to depart from the spirit of the lord then now the enemy can indulge in you and use you for his own will but when you say you know what i have fallen from god come from god's grace but i'll continue to go unto his house because he's the one who cleanses us the bible says he has created a throne for us to come unto him so that we may receive grace and mercy are we all together so but when we don't understand that we have grace and mercy we end up living in condemnation and when we live in condemnation we now walk in disobedience of the salvation that god has given to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you get what I'm saying. Because the Bible says, Be holy for I am holy. Remember the one that dwells in you is the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, Two cannot go along unless they agree. And how can the Holy Spirit go with you if you don't agree? And how do you agree? You agree when you say, Lord, I've fallen short. I am a sinner. I cannot do without you. I need your Holy Spirit. I need your Spirit, Lord Jesus Christ, to lead me, to order my steps. I all together. So this thing happens daily. It does not happen only once. It's not something that we do every day. That's why the Bible says, give us un give give unto us our daily bread. What is this daily bread? It is the way that refreshes us. It is the way that gives us the power to be able to be led, to be filled, and to be directed by to be directed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. With your emoji there, come on. With your emoji. Don't be afraid. Ne? Romans chapter 6 verse 15 verse 23. Listen to this. Romans chapter 6 verse 20. Romans chapter 15 verse 23. Verse 15 I mean to verse 23. I want us to go through these scriptures. And to really understand the power of being able to be a slave of righteousness. God wants us to be slaves of righteousness. Not a slave of sin. You must understand it's either you are a slave of righteousness or you are a slave of sin. Sometimes the acts of the of sinful nature they don't begin in the, the acts of the flesh they don't begin in your action, but they begin in your spirit and in your mind. That's why it is very important to be renewed in your mind and to be renewed in your spirit. The Bible says he renews our spirit day by day. He renews our spirit day by day. So we are to be renewed in our spirit day by day. Romans chapter 6, verse 15 to 23. Come on, let us go. What then, it is a question, shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under God's grace. It's a question again. By no means, verse 16, surely you know that when you surrender yourself as slaves to obey someone, you are in fact the slaves of the master you obey, either of sin, which results in death, or of obedience, which results in being put right with God. So here the Apostle Paul gives you a platform or gives you a scenario or gives you a, 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 an example or gives you a, 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 a choice to understand that it's either you are living for God or you are not living for God. It's either you are obedient to the, to, 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 to the word of God or you are not obedient to the word of God. It's either you are living for God or you are not living for God. 
Are you all together? He gives you a, 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 a scenario to understand that it's, if, it's either that sin has dominion over you or you have dominion over sin by living a righteous life. And also you get to understand when he gets to Romans 8, he shows you he, he, he shows you a, a, a scripture that, that will blow your mind. He, he begins to tell you who you are. He begins to show you who you are in Christ, that you should not settle for less. You should not settle to be, uh, to be like Adam who, ha who, ha who has fallen from God's grace. But you must be like the second man who is just Christ because he died that you may receive this righteousness. I hope you get what I'm saying. I hope you get what I'm saying, Mazalwa. So when lust and perversion is a foundation, when lust and perversion is the foundation of your life, distraction manifests. I want you to hear that. When lust and perversion is the foundation of your life, distraction manifests. When righteousness and holiness is the foundation of your life, clarity and purity manifest. I'm going to read it again. Listen to this. When lust and perversion is a foundation of your life, distraction manifest when righteousness and holiness is a foundation of your life clarity and purity manifest so you must understand the acts of the flesh and the acts of the holy spirit cannot cannot be in one place that you must understand god doesn't want you to have war between god doesn't want you to experience war between the flesh and the spirit but god wants the spirit Flesh and the spirit to be one, to be in communion, to rest in him. But that only can happen when you understand the power of being led by the spirit, being filled by the spirit, and being directed by the spirit. When we read um, verse 17, we are still in the same chapter. Remember I said we're going to focus on Romans chapter 6, verse 15 to 23. Let us go. But thanks be God. This is the Apostle Paul saying again. He says, But thanks to be God, for though at one time you were slaves to sin, you have obeyed with all your heart the truth found in the teachings you received. Verse 18, You were set free from sin and became slaves of righteousness. You were set free from sin and became slaves of righteousness. You were set free from sin and became the slaves, the slaves of what? Righteousness. So either you are a slave of sin or you are a slave of righteousness. I ought to get. I love how the apostle Paul shows us in the book of Galatians. He says, he says the acts of the flesh are very plainly, are very visible to understand, to see. You don't need anything. You don't need anyone to tell you that you are working in sin. I ought to get. And he he reminds us in Romans chapter eight verse one. There's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. I ought to get that your life now when you are when you begin to pursue holiness and righteousness should not be defined defined by what you did yesterday it should not not be defined by what you did um last day it should not be defined by what you did five years ago but you must understand when you say today hey i choose you just christ as my lord and savior and i receive the gift of righteousness that you have for me i receive the gift of grace that you have for me now you are blameless you are cleansed by the blood of jesus christ now you become a slave of righteousness not a slave of sin verse 18 i mean verse 19 in bracket I use everyday language because of the weakness of your natural slaves. 
at one time you were you were surrendered you surrendered yourself utterly utterly as slaves to impurity and wickedness for for wicked peoples are you all together so the apostle Paul tried to show us that we once were living in the darkness and we are not in the marvelous light of our Lord Jesus Christ that we once used to live in bitterness we once used to live in jealousy we once used to live in 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 in, in ignorance but since now we are born again and we have received and we are receiving this word we are to be mindful of our action we are to be mindful of what we have and we are to pray and to seek God to, so that we may see the fruits of the Holy Spirit manifesting in our life we are to be people who believe that this is our heritage. I like how he continues the verse, the same verse, verse 19 says, In the same way, you must now surrender yourself utterly as slaves of righteousness for the Holy Spirit. So the Apostle Paul says, used to be the, You used to be the worst sinner, or used to be the best sinner. <laughs> now, live for Christ in the best way. Now, be the best righteousness person. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. Says you used to sin more than everyone. People knew knew you. I all together. You you yourself you you know that you used to meditate on sinful sinful thoughts more than anyone. I all together. You used to even con you used to even condemn yourself for for what is happening to you. I all together. Why? Because you are lacking to dwell in the scriptures. But now he says now since you you are no longer the same person because you are receiving this word. Now it's time that you live. For God, now it's time that you live for righteousness, holy purposes. For righteousness, holy purposes. I hope you hear what I'm saying. All together. So God is not concerned mainly in us prospering in materials, but He's only He's the most important thing that He's concerned by is us prospering in our spirit. Because a joyful person can work more. A joyful person can become more productive. But someone who does not is who is not led by the spirit, but is led led by the flesh. He always counts his work, and he gets frustrated when he does not achieve the goal that he has. I hope you get what I'm saying, Masala. So you have been redeemed by the by the royal. You have been redeemed by the royal priesthood blood. Now we must live and behave as royal citizens in the kingdom of God, who has called us into to call us to be king and queens in the heavenly places. I'm going to read again. Amen. We have been redeemed by the royal priest blood, the royal priesthood blood. Now we must live and behave as royal citizens in the kingdom of God who has called us to be kings and queens in the heavenly places. So we are to live as kings and queens. We must not settle for less. Romans chapter 20. I mean Romans chapter six verse twenty. Let's go there. When you were this, when you when you were the slaves of sin, you were you were free from righteousness. Listen to that. When you were the slaves of sin, you were free from righteousness. Verse twenty one. What did you gain from doing the things that you were now ashamed of? The result of these things is death. Verse twenty two. But now you have been set free from sin and are slaves of God. You gain, your gain is a life full dedicated to him. The result is eternal life. Your gain is a life fully dedicated to him. The result is eternal life. For sin pays its wage 
to death. But God's free gift is eternal life in union with Christ Jesus our Lord. So simple as Apostle is putting in. He's just saying, hey, you used to be ruled by the enemy, the prince of this world. Your thoughts, your mind, your action was ruled by the prince of this world. You used to get, you know, God was telling me something. He was like, do not fall in a trap whereby you are you accumulating um, resources. It is the source of your happiness. I want to get. We must not let our achievement be the source of our happiness, but we must let God be a source of our achievement. I want to get. So we must let God. We must glorify God with our achievements. So what I'm saying, I'm saying that here now God is saying you used to be ruled by the, the, the prince of this world. He used to rule you by influencing your mind to live in the flesh and by making sure that you are led by the flesh and not by the spirit. By making sure that there is war between the flesh and the spirit, which God doesn't want. God wants the flesh and the spirit to be in one community. No. But when the enemy comes, the enemy, what he does, he wants the flesh and the, the spirit to be in war. I ought to give. So you are once a slave of the flesh, but now you are what you are a slave of righteousness. And he he gives he gives you the result. He says, the result is eternal life. Because the result of sin is death, but God's free gift is eternal life in union with Christ Jesus our Lord. I hope you get what I'm saying. Don't be afraid to put that emoji. Just use your emoji. Come on, Bazalot. Raise up that hand to hear that you hear me, Bazalot. Hallelujah. So just took the punishment for me and you. He was our substitute on the cross. And he became sin for us. I want you to hear that. Just took the punishment for me and you. He was our substitute on the cross and he became sin for us. So when God sees you, God does not see your original state of your fallen state. But God sees your original state in Christ. Because you are no longer in union with the world. You are now union with the, with Christ. Now your flesh is no longer union with what? With the world. But now it's in union with the spirit of Christ. I owe to you again. Now, you know, your life that you live, you, don't no, you, you no longer live it for, for, for your own. But you live it for the son of the Lord Jesus Christ. For you have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who live, but Christ lives in you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. That's the power of divining elevation. You have been upgraded to, to a new citizenship. You no longer operate in the, with the citizenship that has been given to you in this world. You operate in heavenly divining citizenship. That's why I call this message divining elevation. Altogether, you must understand that your passport, your ID is no longer um, effective in the spiritual realm, or it has never been effective in the spiritual realm. That you carry a new ID, you carry a new identity, you carry a new passport to be able to function in this newness that God has for you. Check this 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. I hope someone is writing the scriptures. Come on, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Christ was without sin, but for our sake, God made him share our sin in order that in union with him, we might share the righteousness of God. Come on, somebody. For we are the righteousness of God in Christ. I all together. So Christ was without sin, 
and all together. So when you, you become born again, when you pursue salvation daily, when you understand this is our daily bread that we need to eat daily, when you understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, you get to understand now, since Christ was without sin, and that the spirit of Christ lives in you, and that he, he the, 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 that the spirit of Christ is, lives in you, that the you that lives in you is no longer living but is crucified in Christ. It means that you also you are of sin. I, I hope you hear what I'm saying. Christ was without sin, and since you are no longer alive in the flesh, you are no longer alive in this world, you are no longer alive in the law. But now you are alive in the spirit in Christ. The life that you live, you no longer live it on your own, but you live it for Christ. I hope you are not confused, Pastor Lord. The Bible says, greater is he that lives in you than the one that lives in this world. The Bible says, the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from, 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 from the tomb lives in us, which is the Holy Spirit. I have been crucified with Christ. Christ was without sin. But for our sake, God made him share our sin in order that we, that, that in union with him, we might share the righteousness of God. So we are able to share the righteousness of God because of the bloodshed of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's, it is through salvation. So we are called to repent, to repent of our sins and place our faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We, we are, I want you to write that. We are called to repent of our sins and place our faith in Christ Jesus Christ. Amen. For the cleansing of our sins. For the cleansing of our, of our sins. We are called to repent of our sins and place our faith in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so repentance is the, a change of mind. Repentance is a change of behavior. Repentance is when you say, you know what? Yes, I have fallen short of God's grace, but just Christ died so that I may be redeemed from sin and death. You don't disagree that you're a sinner. You accept that because the Bible says whoever denies that he's a sinner, he lies unto God. He's a liar. And having to have a tongue that lies is sin. Are you all together? So we get to see that, that we are called to repent. Listen to this. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Therefore, repent and return. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Therefore, repent and return. Repent and do what? And return. Repent and return. So that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Some of you, you wonder why I continue to sin. It is because the world that you are living in is ruled by the prince of this world. That you are in a warfare. That you must fight to live in this righteousness. That you must fight to be a slave of righteousness, not a slave of sin. So here the Lord tells us in the book of Esses, repent and return so that your sin may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the, of the Lord. So which means we get refreshed in the presence of the Lord. As you are receiving this word, you are being refreshed. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we must understand that there is power in focusing in the word. There is power in fellowshipping with other believers. There is power in dwelling in the word of God. There is power in prayer and fasting. There is power in everything that God has given unto us. That we must not be deceived. 
That we must not be caught living in the flesh and not in the spirit. We must not be caught having to, having to live a lifestyle whereby our flesh and our spirit are not in union. Let's continue. So we, so listen to this. So when we repent our sins and place our faith in Christ Jesus Christ, we receive the gift of salvation. When we repent our sin and place our faith in Christ Jesus Christ, we receive the gift of salvation. All together. When we repent. So Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9 says. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9 says. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of ourselves. It is, a, it is the gift of God. Verse 9. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. I'm going to read it again. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this, this is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So, for by grace you have been saved through faith. So God so for God so loved the world that He gave His He gave His only begotten Son. That is grace. I owe to you. So it is by it is by grace through faith that we receive this gift. It is by faith through grace. It is by grace, I mean, through faith that we receive this grace. And yet again, yes, it is by faith, through grace that we receive this grace. And all together. So you must understand that's how we receive this grace. But the enemy wants you to not live in salvation, but live in religion. And forget who you are. And stop seeking God. But start seeking yourself and idolizing yourself. Start depending on your own connections but not depending on the grace, the unmerited, the unearned favor of the Lord. I all together. Because you must understand it is a gift. Those who belong in Christ are eating of what he, 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 it belongs to him. We are sitting at the table of the Lord. That's what David says, for he prepares a table in the midst of my enemies. I all together. So God will, God will bless you in the midst. God will give you peace in the midst of the storm. I ought to get why because you understand the salvation that you have, you understand that you it's, it's no longer you who live, but Christ lives in you. So we cannot gain, we cannot gain or end salvation through our own works. So salvation is a gift, the gift of Christ that works for us. I want you to hear that. Write it down if you can. We cannot gain or end salvation through our own works. So salvation is a gift. The gift of Christ that works for us. Ooh, divining elevation. Come on somebody. The gift of Christ that works for us. Divine elevation. In Christ we rest. When we fast, when we pray, when we fellowship, we don't fellowship in fear. We, 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 don't, we don't fight in, in, in defeat. We fight in victory. We are sure of, we are claiming what is rightful of. What is rightfully ours? When I say I am here but I am sick, it doesn't mean that I'm, there's something wrong with me. I'm telling me what is mine. When I'm depressed but I continue to say I, I, the job of the Lord is my strength, I'm claiming what is rightfully mine. I'm speaking life because I know what are my rights in the salvation that I've received in Christ. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Can I hear that amen? Can I hear that emoji? Can I see that emoji? I hope you hear what I'm saying. 
we are claiming what is rightfully ours. <laughs> when we are facing Christ, financial crisis and we are saying, we are saying for, 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 for he came to give us life and life with abundance. And we are saying that we, 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 our storehouse are, 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 are filled so that then we shall be able to give away. And when we say we are, we, are the, we, are, we are lenders and not borrowers, it doesn't mean that we are crazy. We understand that, that we are called to live by faith and not by sight. That's faith. Amen. We understand our rise in Christ. Romans chapter 6, verse 13, verse 14. Listen to this. This is beautiful. I just want to take you back. Listen to this. Romans chapter 6, verse, 14, verse 18 to 14. Nor must you surrender any part of yourself to sin to be used for wicked purpose. Listen to that. No must. That's how he starts this in Romans chapter 6. He says, Nor must you, the Apostle Paul, he says, Nor must you surrender any part of yourself into sin to be used for wicked purpose. Instead, give yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Mm. Surrender your whole being to him to be used for righteousness purpose. Verse 14. Sin must not be your master for you do not live under the law but under God's grace. Why? Because you were bought by grace. I hope you hear what God is saying here. Instead, give yourself to God as those who have been brought from life, brought from death to life. Because you have been brought, when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been brought from, from death to life. But the enemy wants you to squander the gift that God has given you. He wants you to give in into depression. He wants you to give in in, in in rejection. He wants you to give in into anger. He wants you to give in in sin. But I'm here to remind you of who you are in Christ. Come on, somebody. I'm here to remind you that you have what we call divining elevation in Christ. The Bible says, he, in him we go from glory to glory. In him we go from glory to glory. But the enemy wants to stop. He wants you to stop where your forefathers stopped. But I'm here to declare that it shall not come to pass. I'm here to declare that you shall carry the spirit of excellence in your life. I'm here to declare that you shall surpass your forefathers because you carry the spirit of excellence. Because you've been redeemed from sin and that sin is not your master. For you do not live under the law, but under grace. So you are saved by grace through faith. I want you to listen to this. When we receive the gift of salvation, we become part of the body of Christ. When we receive the gift of salvation, we become part of the body of Christ. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 to 28. I mean, 1 Corinthians, verse 12. I hope someone is writing it down. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 to 28. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 to 28. I'm repeating myself because I don't want the enemy to steal this word from you. Listen to this. Now you are, now you are Christ's body. Who is now Christ's body? You are. Now you are Christ's body. Individual part of it. Individual part of it. God has appointed in the church. First the apostle, second the prophet, third the teachers, then miracles, the gift of healings, helpers, administrations, and various kinds of languages. But I want you to focus on this. Because most of us, we rush onto the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We forget the main thing that helps us to manifest these gifts. 
I all together. says, now you are Christ's body, individual part of it. God has appointed you in the church. The other vision says, now you are members of Christ. So for the gift to manifest, you must understand, you must receive salvation. And when you receive salvation, now you are Christ's body. Individual part of it. And now you are members of Christ. Now the gifts of the Holy Spirit can manifest in you. Now the fruits of the Holy Spirit can manifest in you. Why? Because you fully understand the salvation that God has for you. Now you can un- see the manifestation of the divine elevation that God has for you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So that is why the enemy doesn't want you to belong in any church. That's why the enemy does not want you to belong in any church, to serve in a church, because he knows that now you are fulfilling the scriptures. And when you fulfill the scriptures, your gifts now must manifest. If you're a prophet, you must now start prophesying. If you're a teacher, you must now start teaching the word of God. If you're an apostle, you must start now evangelizing. If you're an an evangelizer, you must start now winning souls for the kingdom of God. You must be the one that now gathers the people. If you carry the gift of healing, you must now operate in your gift. Because you know who you are in Christ. Because you have fully received salvation. But the enemy doesn't want you to be part of the body of Christ. He wants you to be isolated. He wants you to live on your own works. And not on the free gift that has been given unto you. I hope you hear what I'm saying, Mazalwandi. So, we get to understand now here that the Apostle Paul, he reminds us that we, are, we, we become the members first in the body to obtain the gifts. We become first members in the body. To obtain the gifts because the gifts are not ours to maintain the gifts are the lord to maintain you can never operate in god's gift with your own intelligence it is through god's grace and all together so we get to understand that god is calling us back to divining elevation god is calling us back to our original state god is calling back us to salvation God is calling us to understand who we are. As the year begins, you must understand who you are in Christ. You must understand the elevation, the salvation that God has given unto you. So how do we become part of a universal church, which is the body of Christ? It is a question that one might ask. How do you become part of a universal church, which is the body of Christ? Remember, a universal church is the body of Christ. We are all belong to the body of Christ. We are all together. And how do you become part of a local church, which is the bride of Christ? How do you become? How do you become a local? How do you become a part of a local church, which is the bride of Christ? We belong in the universal church, which is the body of Christ. Are we all together? But God has planted us in His local church, which is His bride. Are we all together? Because God is coming for His bride. And God wants us to be union with his bride. I want to get who is just Christ himself. Amen? So, three things must happen for you to become part of the universal church and to become part of the local church, which is the bride of Christ. Three things must happen. I want you to write them down if you can. One, you must believe. You, get what, you will get why I say this. One, you must do what? You must believe. God put out the Holy Spirit abundantly on us. Amen. God put out the 
Holy Spirit abundantly in us. God poured out the Holy Spirit abundantly in us. Are we there, Basola? Let me just do something. So, Basola. God, God poured out, out the Holy Spirit abundantly on us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Titus chapter 3, verse 2, 7. Amen. So that by the His grace we might be put right with God and become into position, into position of the eternal life we hope for. Come on. So you must believe that the Holy Spirit has been poured in you. Number one. You must believe that the Holy Spirit is with you. And you must believe that the Holy Spirit is there to help you. You must believe that the Holy Spirit is not against you. Because the enemy has went to a point of making people to think that the enemy is, the Holy Spirit is, 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 is out to condemn them. The Holy Spirit is not out to condemn you. The Holy Spirit is there to make sure that you become what God has intended you to be. Even when you fall, the Bible says he intercedes for us with groaning. He cries for our soul and says, God, have mercy. The Bible says our Lord Jesus Christ intercedes for us in heaven. As the Holy Spirit intercedes for us on earth. They are in you know. Come on, somebody. I owe to you. Ne? So God wants you to... God, listen to this. I want to read this scripture again so you can understand this. Titus chapter 3, verse 6 to 7. God poured out the Holy Spirit abundantly on us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that by His grace we might be put right. We might be put right with God and come into position of the eternal life we hope for. And this eternal life we hope for because, because we have received salvation. I hold you again. Number two, confess. I hold you again. You must confess. You must understand how do you kill doubt. You kill doubt by confessing. That's how you kill doubt. All together. That's how you sharpen your shield. Come on. That's how you sharpen your sword, which is the word of God. By confessing the word of God. By speaking the word out loud. Amen. Listen to this. Romans 10 verse 9 to 10. If you confess with your mouth, just as your Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will, you will be saved. Listen to that. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart a person believes. Come on. With the heart the person what? Believe. Resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses. Resulting in salvation. For we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We declare that by confessing it. Amen. And what, 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 how that we, we, we how, 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 when we do that, it results to what? It results to salvation. For in, in, in it says, for with the heart a person believes. So when we believe, it results into righteousness. When we confess, it, it results into salvation. So you must confess. When we believe, it results to what? Into righteousness. I want you to hear this. Don't let the enemy steal this word from you. When we believe, it results to what? To righteousness. When we confess, it results to what? To salvation. So, we believe, we confess. Number three, we rejoice. Come on, someone. 
we rejoice, we give all God, we give God all the glory. When we read the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice, I say unto you, rejoice. I all together. We are the people who rejoice because we value the salvation that has been given unto us. Listen to this. Revelation chapter 19 to 7 to verse 9. Revelation chapter 7, verse 19. Revelation chapter 19, I mean, verse 7 to 9. Marriage of the Lamb. It says, Let's rejoice and be glad and give the glory to Him. Mm. Because the marriage of the Lamb has come and His blood has prepared herself. Verse 8. It was given to her to clothe Himself in fine linen, bright and clean. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. The fine linen is the what? The righteousness acts of the saints. Verse 9. Then he said to him, to, to me, write, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. He said to me, these are the true ways of God. This joy being shown the scrolls in the book of Revelation. So you get to understand that Jesus Christ came to do what? Or God brought Jesus Christ to do what? To bring us into union back again. To marry us with him back again. Jesus Christ says, me and my father, we are one. So God was brought Jesus Christ. Listen to this. So that we can be married back to him. So that Jesus Christ can be married to the bride. So that Jesus Christ can be married back to the church. Why? Because the church had fallen. The church was, that was built by Solomon. Let me take you back. It was fallen from an estate. They were no longer living according to the will of God. So Jesus Christ had to come and marry. God had to bring Jesus Christ to come so that he can marry us back with him. That's why now the apostle, the apostle Paul just says, let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him. So number one, we believe, Basalon. Number two, we confess. Number three, we rejoice for the gift that God has given unto us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to go to salvation. I want us to go through this salvation prayer. We're gonna all repeat what I'm going to say. You can now unmute your mics. I mean your, your things. We're gonna go to 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 to, to a salvation prayer. Um I want us to just declare this this salvation prayer as a reconciliation prayer. Just to say, Lord, reconcile aspect unto yourself. Any area that we have fallen, may Lord may you reconcile us. May you reconcile us, O God. May you reconcile us back to our position that we are hoping for. Are you all together? You will just repeat on what I'm going to say as we're going to do this reconciliation prayer of our salvation. Reconciliation prayer. I, I put it like that because we are already born again. But it is very important that we remind ourselves who we are in Christ. Amen. Are we ready? Are we ready? Amen. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, say it from the heart. Do not be afraid. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. I confess my sins. And I ask your forgiveness. Please come to my heart. As my Lord and Savior. Take complete control over my life. And help me to walk in your footsteps daily, daily, by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Say, thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayers. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Can you clap Jesus Christ's hands for, for that prayer? Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. We are not done. I want us to declare this. I want us to declare this. Why are we declaring this? Because we are acknowledging who we are in Christ. And we refuse to acknowledge what the enemy says who, who we are. Amen. Now we are born again. Then we're going to declare this unto our life. Amen. Are you ready? Say, I am a new creation in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. I am a new creation in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, someone. Say it with boldness. Say, I am a new creation in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. I am a new creation in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, number two. Say, sin has no dominion over me, but grace and righteousness, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, say it with boldness. Say, sin has no dominion over me, but grace and righteousness in Jesus' name. Amen. Sin has no dominion over me, but grace and righteousness in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, number three says, I have a mind of Christ. I have a mind of Christ. And I'm born of his spirit. And I'm born of his spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, declare it with confidence. It says, I have a mind of Christ. I have a mind of Christ. I am born of his spirit. I am born of his spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Come on, give Jesus Christ a round of applause right there. Give him, give him a round of applause. Thank you for listening to our church podcast. We believe and have faith that you are delivered, healed, and transformed into the likeness of God in Christ. For more ways to partner with us, do contact us via our church email, give directly into our PayPal link, or visit our church website. We love you and be blessed.